Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. So we got another, uh, what, another quarantine episode of uh, Mystery Bros here. Yeah. <laughs> like I said before, we had, to, we had to make a decision with a huge, with the whole team here. To yeah, yeah. Decide if we whole, wanted to go all forward. of our employees, we had to make sure everyone was, uh, was safe and comfortable with coming in. Yeah. I said yes. Yeah, we and, think we know, had like the other 250 people on our crew, 250. Yeah, yeah. They all, were all, all of our other employees are, are working off site right yeah. now. So we're, we're glad we that like to safe. We'd like to thank you for them. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for working. <laughs> Big shout out! Yeah, um, we don't have employees. It's just <laughs> me and her out here. So, um, but yeah, so we got another quarantine episode of uh, Mystery Bros coming at you here. Uh, you know, you're probably just bored sitting inside looking for shit to do. I'm going crazy just sitting inside all fucking day. I watched the whole. I watched all of Tiger King yesterday. Super fucking crazy. You guys need to check that out if you haven't. I've been playing FIFA all day. <laughs> Yeah, I've been basically just playing Call of Duty and Apex, watching shit on TV, and then just, like, working on music. I think the whole world has probably gotten better at video games during this time period. I bet. So, video games, you got a challenge, like... We've been all been playing. We've been playing a lot, so throw something at us. All you professional video gamers out there, I'm coming for you now, okay? Now, after this quarantine, I'm about to be a professional video gamer, and I'm about to make millions of dollars like all you fucking kids. Anyway, so today we've got a really interesting, real juicy topic. It's probably just going to be a solo topic. We don't have to really add anything else in here, I don't think, because... Because we got a lot of juice on this one, but it's it's the Roswell incident. Smoking gun, I think, is the biggest... I think everybody... I've heard Roswell some point in their yeah. life. Everybody's at least heard about it before, about the incident. Yeah. Um, and it's it's definitely just one of the most, like, compelling pieces of evidence for alien life and aliens visiting Earth. Well, you I think, I mean? like, the most compelling evidence is because most of these people are high-level people in the military. Yeah, who high-level didn't military didn't say anything officers. during their time in the military. They came out after yes. when they were retired. Yes, and it's just... Just a lot of evidence, a lot of evidence to point for this one. So it's just, it's it's really interesting. But, um, so yeah, so we'll get into that. And then, you know, maybe a mini conspiracy at the end or a, a quickie at the end if we have time. But I doubt it. I think, I think we're going to have a lot of, a lot of stuff on this. So we'll, we'll see though. But, um, so yeah, so Roswell, obviously Roswell is... Um, a, a town in Mex- New Mexico. <laughs> I almost said Mexico. A town in New Mexico. Um, and it's just, it's kind of out in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? Just kind of out in the desert. Yeah, it's right? like a yeah. small town. If, if, like, nothing ever happened in Roswell. Like, no one would ever hear about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. If this hadn't happened right next to Roswell, there would, no one would ever be talking about Roswell. So, um, but yeah, then this, was a, this was a while ago. This was back in 1947. Mm-hmm. Um, now, interesting thing about 1947. The, 1947, the year itself had more uh, UFO sightings or UFO, like, incidences than any year prior to that up to like 50 years or something especially like in new mexico yeah especially in that area what's important to know um since like we talked about the foo fighters before that was pretty much the first real incident of like ufos and then after that kind of skyrocketed the foo fighters from world war ii okay yeah i remember talking about those 
That was the first, really? That was really the first sighting. I mean, what about Christopher Columbus back in the day when... I'm, not, I'm talking about, like, that's, like, the first, like, a lot from, like, military pilots. I, I got you, I got you. Got you. So, yeah, like I said, June was a big... I'm sorry, uh, 1947 was a big year for um, UFOs mm-hmm. just in general, like, a lot of sightings, which makes this pretty interesting. So then July 2nd was the actual crash. It was in a field... Uh, just outside of Roswell, pretty much, right? Yes. And um, two days later, on July 4th, is when Mac Brazel uh, goes to the site to go kind of just check it out, see what happened, right? So he was doing, like, a sheep run, and the sheep wouldn't go near this, like, place. They wouldn't just go oh, near okay. it. He was just a farmer, right? He, yeah. Just, and okay. he was wondering why the sheep wouldn't move there. They would just, like, stop. And he saw this big debris field. Okay, and he went to go check it out? He went to go check it out, yeah, and okay. he got some... And that's when some, he found some stuff. Yeah. But we'll get into that. So then July 7th is when he goes to the sheriff. July right? 5th. Really? The, we, I don't know. These ones definitely said July 7th, but whatever, different different sources might say a few... That could be... Might be a day or so off. But either July way... July 7th, all right, July 7th. Okay, yeah, either way. So we'll just say July 7th, he goes and he shows the sheriff... Um, the debris, and then um, there's a intelligence officer, uh, Marcel, who checks out the crash site, mm-hmm. and then he issues a press release where he states that they found a flying saucer. Right. right? Correct. July eighth, they found a press release saying. So basically, what happened is they, they like the rancher didn't know what the stuff was. Colonel yeah. Blanchard went check it out, didn't know. They came to the conclusion. Um, plus of the second of because of the second crash site as well, um, that it was a UFO that crashed. Okay, okay, and they but specifically in the paper it said flying saucer, flying right? saucer, so meant, yeah, which is interesting because that's kind of the first time that they started yeah. using that. Um, and then yeah, so then the next day they like you said July eighth they run the story in the local newspaper saying, and then at that point, uh, General Ramey orders the debris to be brought to him right in down in texas and he looks at it and then and then he tells them no the debris is actually from a weather balloon right right and they took a huge picture that's the famous photographs yes they took the picture of them in his office looking at it right and it's just like a bunch of material but like we'll get into that some thin paper yeah yeah yeah, we'll get into that later um so so yeah so then after that Everything is recanted, basically. They say, no, it was just a weather balloon. And then Brazel actually has to come out. And Brazel says, uh, he does another story in the paper where he explains, no, it was just rubber strips, tinfoil, a rather tough paper, and sticks. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. And then pretty much... After that, everyone was just, just kind like, of like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. like we get it, yeah. Normal. Oh darn, I guess it was just a weather balloon. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah, we we get it. It was just a weather balloon, so we'll just you know we'll move on. But mm-hmm. then, uh, nineteen seventy eight, in comes uh, Stanton Friedman, who was like a physicist, right? He was like a physicist, and he was kind of like a UFO researcher too. Right. Like he started to get into that, but he was he was a physicist. He wasn't just a psychopath. <laughs> And um, apparently he interviews Marcel, um, officer, the intel officer, Marcel, about the crash site. And Marcel says he still believes that the wreckage was not a weather balloon. Right. And that pretty much opens 
the floodgates for all this mm-hmm. shit, right? He Friedman also interviews Brazel and Ramey and others, and they also and he basically concludes that there was a massive cover up, um, including the materials there um, at the scene and possibly alien bodies. Yes, right? there's a good book about it. It's called Unmasking the Truth. I yeah, I've seen people talk. I've not read it, but I've, I've not seen, read it either. But yeah, it's... I've heard it. I've heard it's really good. Got a lot of information. I might read a book about this now. Because this shit's really interesting, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I might read it. But I saw a different one that I might check out that looked interesting. But but either way, there's a lot of them, I'm sure, that are good. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of like the story. That's kind of the backbones of the story. Um, so we're going to go into the theories. I mean, really, there's only two theories. There's what no, the government there's, there's says, more right? The- yeah, there's more than two theories. Oh, okay, well... Well, I mean, as far as it's, there's just two theories. Either it was a cover up or it wasn't. Yeah. Right. And then we're, and so the cover up has, there's all kinds of different stories, but like the two theories are basically like that it's a government cover up for an alien crash and alien bodies, or it was actually a weather balloon. Um, since we're mystery bros here and we fucking love aliens and believe in all that shit, <laughs> we'll go over the, the boring weather balloon theory first, get that shit out of the way, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll drop the knowledge on you guys, all right? But um, anything you want to add about, like, the actual story itself first? No, not really. I think that's, that's I think pretty... most people at the time, like, actually bought the story, like, oh, it was just a weather balloon. Yeah. And, like, people didn't think anything of it. Like, Dude, back in the, the, the 40s and the 50s, I feel like people were a lot more, like... <sighs> There wasn't as many, like, conspiracy theorists. There wasn't yeah. as many, you know what I mean? Like, everyone kind of just, like, believed in the government, and everyone thought everything they said was Not true. Not that many out there people. <laughs> yeah, you know, the everything. People weren't as... Because there wasn't the internet. There wasn't, no. you know, you couldn't, like, dig deep on things. It was tougher. So it was, like, you kind of had to believe, like, what the paper and what the news and stuff was telling you and what the government was saying. And keep in mind, the military reported that it was, like, a UFO to the paper. Like, At first, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's what is interesting. That's what makes us that's honestly that's probably the only reason that we even know about this at all is because the very first story came out at, saying that it was a flying saucer from a press release from, from the, the intel officer yeah. Marcel. If that would have never happened, if Marcel would have spoken with the other guys first and they would have just been like no 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 this is a blah blah, blah mm-hmm. it would have originally come out as just a weather balloon crash and I bet you Friedman or no one would have even looked into it at all. So it's really interesting. Um but but yeah, so so we'll go over uh, we'll go over the the one theory that it was a, that it actually or that it wasn't a cover up. It was just a, a weather balloon crash. Yeah. Um, first to get that out of the way. So, um, apparently in 1994, the army released some statements where um, they admit that there was a massive cover up with Roswell, but they say that. They were covering up a top secret weather balloon uh, project called Project Mogul. Um, yeah, a little silly. So it wasn't sounds. just a I mean, balloon. It, it was just it was like it was, a really, yeah, it wasn't like, just cool a weather balloon. balloon. It was some like super top secret project where apparently like the, I mean, it did sound crazy. Like apparently the balloons were over like six hundred fifty feet long, um, and they had all kinds of like sensory equipment and stuff on them, which could be mistaken as extraterrestrial. Is what they were saying. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I know that they had a lot of time to come up with this. They came out with this in 1994, so it's like they could have been thinking about this for a long time. But according to them, yeah, it was just like apparently the way that they used like sonar underwater 
to like detect bombs and detect submarines and stuff like that. They were trying to kind of do the same thing with the sky. And they were like putting like huge like weather balloons with all these like sensory equipment up there and trying to, to um to, you know, turn those into like sensory devices basically. And then um and and yeah, that's basically what they say was was found. Then in nineteen ninety seven they they released statements saying that that the army would do these tests where they would use like test dummy humans yeah. or whatever and they would drop human like dummies and apparently it happened over Roswell around the time and that could have been mistaken for the bodies. But a little wrench in their plan there, there was no record of ever doing any of these tests with the dummies until the nineteen fifties. So why would that have been part? Yeah. Of, yeah. Why would that have anything to do with? And they're much the taller than found. what all these witnesses yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah, definitely not the same description as what people said that they saw there. But that's basically what the government uses to, to you know, uses as their defense is that this was some crazy like top secret project mogul where they were using like weather balloons that had all these crazy sensory devices on them and stuff to, to try and, um, you know, to, to try and figure stuff out in the air like they were in the water. And then that's what crashed. But mysteriously, a lot of papers from 1947 from that regarding that incident from October to that time have just disappeared. Yep. yep. All the records from the Roswell Air Base from January 1947 to October 1947 yeah, are just gone. Are mysteriously gone. And there's no reason. Yeah, no reason. They no reason why. why they were destroyed. No reason. No one knows what happened. Yeah. They just aren't there anymore. So, um, already fishy as fuck. I, I feel like it's just hard to believe that. You know what I mean? It's hard to believe that that's what this was, you know? And it just seems like the government's trying so hard to cover it up. You know what I mean? And intelligent officers wouldn't know what the fucking weather balloon looks yeah, like. Yeah, right. You're saying, yeah, intel officer uh, Marcel, who was the guy who went and checked the crash site, you're telling me he wouldn't know that that was a weather balloon? Yeah, Blanchard, their... Blanchard, yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. I you mean, know? and Mac Brazel, um, he even said that he's seen a crashed weather balloon before, like on his range before. So. Mm-hmm. Like he knows what, what he knows what they look like. like. Yeah, he knows what they look like. Even if it's high tech, fancy, like ooh, you can like, you would have like a, a theory at least to what it would be. Like if it was like some high tech, fancy weather balloon, you could probably like that's maybe like a weather. You wouldn't be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, yeah. And, maybe we're, be and like, we're gonna get this into could possibly be a weather balloon. Yeah, we're gonna get into in a little bit like what the the materials they claim yeah. to have found. And it's like. You would know immediately that's not from a fucking weather balloon, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it's really interesting. And then, um, let me see. My, yeah, basically the last thing I have here is that just what we said. All the records from January to October of that year from the Roswell Air Force Base uh, have been destroyed. Right. And it was not indicated who or why at all. Who said this to do this or why. They're just gone. Yep. So that's interesting. You know, obviously that that we believe that, that there was definitely a massive cover up here, and they were covering up an alien crash site, basically a UFO yeah. crash site. Um, so yeah, so I mean, total, I'm pretty sure there's like 
over 600 different witnesses, right? Right. But, and a lot of them are military and like high ranking military, high level military people. And that's what we're performing, um, focusing on too, are the witness accounts of these people. We're not going over like hearsay because I'm sure there's a lot of people that like, I heard this guy, what this guy said, this guy, and it gets exaggerated. Yeah. So you have to watch yeah. First hand, like first hand witness accounts. Um, there's so many, you know, there's, yeah. there's so many firsthand witness accounts and, and then, and so many of them are high level military dudes that came out like after their service, after they were done, they're like, we got to say something about this. So they come out and say it. And the, and the descriptions have all been similar. Not like, yep. why would 600 people be coordinating the same descriptions? Yeah. Yeah. First thing I wanted to quickly just talk about is the, the KGFL radio and, uh, stuff. Okay. You know about that? How Frank Joyce, um, who worked for the KGFL radio station, like uh, the day after when they found the debris, they interviewed Brazel. Um, and he said that he found, he said the material that he found was otherworldly. All right. Otherworldly and was likely a UFO. Mm-hmm. And then um, KGFL was contacted by the FCC and uh, a senator from their state, and they were told not to air the interview. They weren't allowed. This was a few days later. Right. And um, what's interesting is he totally completely changed his story, 180. Yeah. Um, he was, the radio host was able to find him before the military was. Some people think that they were, like, sheltering him, like, all right, tell me before, like, they're going to talk to you. Yeah. So that's what, he was, the radio host kind of accused of that, but he said, no, I was just sheltering him. Just like, I wanted to get his first opinion. I didn't want him to talk to someone else. Yeah. Um, before, and he completely did a 180 once he, uh, you know, was detained. He, they said he was detained for a little bit. And after a while, mm-hmm. I mean, he got, yeah. Truck. So, so with Brazel, you know, Brazel is interesting. He's the dude who went and he's basically the dude who went and saw the crash site first. Right. Right. So. Yeah, Brazel has an interesting story. You know, he first came out to the paper and and to everyone because the other intel officer agreed with him that it was some sort of UFO, some sort of crash site. And then he pulls a 180 a few days later. Now, now in this time, right after, at right, he basically like recanted his statement from the paper right. about the UFO. And then he was detained by the military all of his family members say he was detained for a few days right. by the military, all right? And then after that, he was let out. He bought a brand-new pickup truck. And all, all right. of his friends said he was dirt poor. Like. Yeah, he was poor. He was just a rancher, all right? Yeah. So he gets detained by the military, changes his story, says, oh, it was just some weather balloon. Then all of a sudden buys a brand-new pickup truck and then moves to uh, a Alicorn, bigger town yeah. in yeah, a bigger town in New Mexico and starts a business. Yeah. Right? So that's a little fishy right it's there, a fishy. huh? Right. That's a little fishy. Like, hmm, you just happened to come uh, come across, you know, right. $100,000 or something. Right. I mean, back then, back in the 40s, I bet to buy a pickup truck and start a business, it probably cost you at least like fifty dollars to $100,000. Definitely. So I, I definitely think they'll be like, here, we'll give you a little something. Yeah, they're like, you need to go to the, all the papers, tell them it was bullshit, tell them it was a lie, or it was just, you know, you didn't know what it looked, what it was. And then, you know, you'll be rewarded. <laughs> right. I mean, um, so kind of what the researcher's timeline was. Um, so what they kind of think, how it kind of sort of went down, if you believe the UFO side of it. Okay. Um, when Mark Razzle found the um, objects, if you want to go how it feels like, it's like like some tinfoil. They say, like, you 
like they say, it's very light. It's very thin. Yeah. Um, if you try to curl it in a ball, it'll just go right back to its normal shape. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about the actual material. Actual material, right? Yeah. Supposedly, it was some sort of crazy metal mm-hmm. with really weird properties. Like you said, like you can like like crunch it up and fold it up into a ball, and then when you let go, it. it reforms it it goes back to its original state it's really strange right right they also said it was like almost indestructible right like they hit it with like sludge hammers. So that's what i'm so what i'm about to get yeah. into so they take it so he takes it over to the police officer right and then blanchard looks at this th- at the at the um at the shape and mm-hmm. was like all right so what is this um what could it be they had no explanation and asked if he, they could get taken to the uh site itself on um, okay. where it happened they had get to the site and they see these places all over, like, filled with debris. Um, it even, like, said that, like, there's even a part, like, farther down that left a huge impact crater. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like the sand was melted into glass. Um, mm. That's so how, hot. like, it was hot. Um, it was, like, as big as a football field, some uh, eyewitnesses say. The crater? The crater. But oh, that's wow. not where the actual. So oh, I'm going to okay. get into, like, what they kind of think happened. All right. Okay. Um, so they, so they both look at the site. Um, and they call like towers around. Like, do you know if anything was flying around? Anything was going on? They're like, no. And then he's like, all right, well, let's bring this in. So he goes, brings it in, um, and that's when they go to the mil- That's when they go back to the airbase. Um, they're gonna start testing these uh, materials, and they like start sledgehammering it and doing stuff to it. And they realize that it's basically indestructible. It's indestructible. Wow. And that's kind of when, probably when they start realizing, like, this isn't, this definitely isn't, like, from Earth, right? Like, this is obviously yeah. something strange. And that's when the, uh, that's when they think the uh, press release went out. Like, they think Is they that when something. they called the military guy, or was the military guy with them before that, when they found it? Uh, they haven't called the military. This is this is before the they military. Have, okay. They haven't called, and, like, this is just them looking at it, bringing the stuff back to the base, mm. the base examining it. And that's how the first print of it got released. Okay, the first press release. Yeah, because like no one, and then overnight, story changed. Uh huh. But wasn't wasn't there uh, wasn't the intel officer in agreement with them with the first story? Like he said, it was something world from another planet. It was a UFO. And then they ran the story, and then they like recanted everything after that, right? Right. Yeah, so they had a the original intel officer also agreed at first that it was a UFO. Correct. Okay. Everybody's agreed. Yeah, everybody. It was agreed. it was not from the base itself that mm-hmm. like changed the story. I think it was Washington who It was that dude from Texas, right? Yeah. It was that gen- that dude that and he made them bring them him, the material they looked and then yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's apparently if you go look into it, um they realized at that point that there had to be like this place had to crash. There might be survivors to this thing because what they found were just skin marks. And the final place was actually where it eventually crashed and where the bodies were found. Um, I think the reason why we know this story is because the military was not the first to get there. Okay. Um, it was a bunch of um, – it was a project engineer um, doing looking for irrigation systems actually came across – the first person who came across the site. And he what he described and said is that he got to the crash site. The spaceship was in terrible shape. No engine. So, like, no engine or anything they could possibly see that, like, propelled the ship. Yeah. Um, and he could see alien bodies laying on the ground. Short, like, around three to four feet. 
big head, um, kind of what you see, and, and like having a spacesuit on. It was the typical alien thing, right? Like big yeah. head, big eyes, right? Correct. Yeah. Gray. Yes. Um, and then someone else collaborated with that story because there's also a bunch of archaeologists and um, uh, students there as well who stumbled across it because this happened, the crash happened July 2nd. The world didn't know about it until um, the 8th or the 7th is when the military mm-hmm. first had a first impact on it. Um, so a lady in Florida on her deathbed um, said she was like, slowly dying in florida and she wanted to make a statement saying like i haven't said anything about this before but i was rock hunting um a day and we saw this bright shiny object stuck on a cliff um and we went to go see it and we saw these strange bodies not from humans and then basically we were told when we back to town that we should never speak about this again or your bones will be um found out in the desert yes yeah see, i was gonna say something something like that apparently um in the days after like the the military threatened a lot of locals apparently a lot of locals that had either seen or not seen anything they ba- they basically just threatened a lot of pe- people basically said you need to stay quiet right. and then they also apparently they ransacked a bunch of their homes because they were they because like you said, the crash site had been just kind of like open and like there for like three or four days, right? Mm-hmm. Before the military had any like control or was even knew about it. So they thought people might have material in their house or people may have came across it and grabbed blah, blah, blah. So they like ransacked a bunch of people's homes and then they basically like threatened the entire town. Basically, it was like, you guys can't talk about this at all. Right. Just like you were saying, you know? And when you said um, Colonel Blanchard, um, his son, when he saw the uh, piece, because he was actually one of the witnesses who it was interviewed, mm-hmm. and he said that it was definitely not weather. There were strange hieroglyphs on it, like with like a triangle square inside of a circle. And it was just strange, eerily looking. Um, he said there's no way that it was anything ever made on this planet. Yeah. Um. So, like, if you go on to the story, the... Um, let me see. The 509 uh, bomb squad was sent out. Um, they're going to go try to find the uh, plane wreck, uh, the, the final crash site. And so they spotted it um, at like in July 8th. Um, and then they went back around. And that's when all the trucks came. They shut off all the uh, doorways and you, and you have to uh, all the um, roadways. Mm-hmm. And you have to think if it was just a UFO, I mean, if it was just a weather balloon. Would you really be shutting off all the roadways, um, yeah. finding a bunch of there, trucks of men um, to it's scour the site? It's a little fishy, right? It's yeah. a little fishy. So that means that's definitely one of the uh, things that you always have to look at. Like, why are you, like, shutting everything off? Yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot of and, – and like we were saying, there's, there's so many, like, military people that, that have come out and said things. Like um, – Apparently, there's a a Colonel Hunter Penn, and apparently his foster daughter at the time uh, said that he told her that he was tasked with enforcing an information blackout and with the focus on the little bodies. And he had had authority to use physical force. So um, that's basically saying his job was to make sure that like that information did not get out. No. And and like the the main focus being on the bodies. 
Right. So, yeah. I mean, this is definitely like one of the things that would be life changing if it was true to oh, society. Yeah. Not only the fact that we found a a UFO that yeah, crashed, so, but yeah. we actually have bodies, like alien bodies. Right. Oh man, how awesome would that be, dude? If to be able to be a part of that, to see that. I wonder if they like took the bodies and they like. I'm sure they did, right? Like they well, probably I, took I, the. Go, go 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 go. I have, I have stuff on it. All right, go. Um, so I want to go say so the five oh nine bomb squad. So if you believe it, um, one of the pilots there, Melvin Brown, uh, was on the four oh nine bomb squad. On his deathbed, he said that um, that we uh, saw the bodies and we actually like flew some of them to the uh, hospital and as well as loaded some on the trucks there. Uh, and this is a pilot on the 509. He uh, was in 1982, told this to his family on his deathbed. Um, uh-huh. They actually saw these in the same description, three feet tall, big head, um, looked like children, and they were uh, put in trucks. Damn. But he didn't say where they took them or what they did with them? Uh, I'm, I'm going to get it. So there's a bunch of witnesses, okay. so I'm going to okay, go. go and then there's another person. Um, let me see if I can find his name. Uh, I guess just another uh, lieutenant. Um, he looked in the trucks as well, and he was told not to look. He was put on uh, sec- security. Okay. And he was said, well, he was like, told not to look. You're going to fucking look, right? Yeah. If like, they told look me you can't yet. look, I'd be like, I'm sneaking a peek, dude. <laughs> I'm going to look. So he looked, and he actually came out to his wife in the ni- 1990s after, like, some other people come out in the magazine. So he's like, he came out to his wife and said, like, I haven't told anybody this, but I was out, wasn't supposed to see it. It was on the second crash site. There's actually a second site. And uh, I was, I was uh, when the bodies were loaded up, I was told not to look just to guard them. And he's like, they're definitely not human. Wow. And then let's get to the uh, point where um, the coroner gets involved, involved. And this is where the coroner comes out, Glenn Davis. Okay, Dennis, Glenn Davis. Um, he was the manager of the funeral home. He was asked some strange questions about how do you um, keep these bodies uh, safe, like, frozen like so like we can study them like what do you recommend what methods do you recommend so like the doesn't uh what do you call they don't, uh, it de- decompose. Decom- decompose right so they don't decompose mm-hmm. um what, what if they even decompose yeah, we don't exactly. know anything about it <laughs> like yeah it's 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 tough to answer that question because you're like i don't know this is a fucking alien it's not a human i've no, you know what i mean Right. Like, you need to do research to figure that out. What if they don't decompose? Or what if they decompose just based on, just from air exposure, I mean, or oxygen, you know what I mean? Like, they're aliens. Their planet could be, their atmosphere could be different. Right. Anyway, sorry, continue. No, no. (laughs) You're totally right. And this is where it gets really interesting, because when the corner comes out, like, you know, he has something to say about it. Yeah. Um, And they were asking for small funerals, like, for children. Like, if you have any... uh, like Graves, caskets caskets or, uh, for, for children's size. So that also collaborates with the story. So like it's interesting how all these like collaborate. Um as So well. he yeah, he worked at what, a morgue in the area yeah. or something? He was, okay. Yeah, he worked at the morgue and he got wow. the call from the military to bring a small coffins. Wow. There and uh, ask methods to preserve. You think the military would would like you know what I mean? They would figure out a way. They wouldn't have to go ask, like, the morgue for a coffin or something. you think they could come up with something. But, yeah, that's crazy. 
Um, but they didn't talk about any sort of experiments or anything they did. I'm no, sure no, no, no one's going to talk about that. Oh, right? it, it, it gets juicy. Okay, go, go. So um, Dr. Johnson um, was a pet pathologist. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually came out and said he, he was the one who spoke out, says he was the one who uh, did the bodies, um, examined the bodies at Roswell at Ooh. the uh, hospital. Um, if I kinda, Is it confirmed that he... He so was a military is, doctor. So this is the thing. Um, he like they have records of him in phone books as a pathologist for these hospitals. Mm-hmm. His records are basically erased. You call any hospital, they've never heard of him, even though they have records of him working and titles of him as a patho- as a pathologist in nineteen fifty two. The phone book like, in the phone book where they list all the people and and they have people eyewitnesses said like they used to work with him. But all the all the uh, doctors, all the hospitals said they've never heard of him. Um, he's never worked. He's basically been erased. Mm, so we got a Bob Lazar situation <laughs> here, huh? Um, what he describes. Um, also, the uh, thing that's been released or what he said. Um, what do you do when you do an examination? What's that called? What do you Oh, like an autopsy? An autopsy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even during the Freedom of Information Act, they've been trying to find if uh, this autopsy they can't. Yeah, that's buried real deep, I'm sure. Uh-huh. So what he describes is that this these beings had no ear lobes, uh, a mouth as a slit, no digestive trail, no muscles. Um wow. They were very small. Um they had like a they had definitely something that was like a heart pump in the blood. Because one of them they was still one, one of them was still alive. And one they, was alive. So that's, that's maybe we should have said that one Ooh. was alive. That he says claims that one that all four there were four bodies. Three of them did die. One was alive, and they're doing experimental shit on this one. Wow. Um, and this is where the coroner comes back in, uh, Glenn Davis. Okay. Um, he was actually at the emergency room the next day for his hand problem. Dennis or Davis? Because you said Dennis before, I think. Glenn, De- Glenn Dennis. Sorry, okay, Glenn okay. Dennis. Cool. Okay. Dennis Mariani. Yeah, <laughs> no. no, Dennis. <laughs> so Glenn Davis was actually at the uh, hospital. Um, he's also, like, the girl that he's dating there was a nurse. Um, so they were soon about to get married and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. She was at, at the uh, hospital there. Uh, she was working there um, at the military hospital as a nurse. Okay. Um, so he comes He comes out of the emergency room. He sees these huge trucks full of stuff. People secure around him. He goes and sees and sees if you can find Judy, right, this girl. And she smiles. She's happy to see him. He says, you got to get out of here. Like, no one can see you here. Um, and so he goes, so he goes, leaves, and he says to the police officer outside or the officer guarding mm-hmm. the trucks, says, I heard you got a crash. And then he says, he literally says um, to to another guy, he's like, can you get this guy out of here as fast as you can? Like, just told him to get the fuck, like, take someone to get this guy out as fast as you can. Because he said, I think there was a crash. Yeah, I heard, I heard there's, I heard there's a crash. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So the next day, he meets up with Judy, mm-hmm. the girl that he was maybe gonna marry. Judy's dead. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, well. Uh, is she really? <laughs> She's actually dead? Well, uh, I'll get Continue, into it. go. <laughs> we'll get into it. And then he, he asked, like, why are you so mortified? Look, like, she wouldn't eat. Like, they met up for lunch. She wouldn't, like, touch her food. And she said, like, I saw two doctors working on something that was not human. That was not. Um, he mentioned the doctor's name and another doctor. Mm-hmm. 
And she and he had to just help him. There was just one military official like standing there, like trying to hear everything. And she then got transferred out um, of that military base for an assignment short term um, with some of the squadron men, uh, squadron members of the five hundred one, and they actually died in a plane crash. Like the sergeant how of the five. How soon? Like after, like probably like way later, like a month later. Oh, like only a month later, yeah, they all they died. Yeah. Oh, interesting, dude. So that's the what bu- would you listen real quick? Yeah. Wow, dude, that would just literally that would be so life changing. Like, if you were just working, like she was working as a nurse in a military hospital, right? Yeah. And just out of nowhere, you see these doctors working on aliens, dude. How That's crazy is that? Yeah. Like, that would change your life, dude. Like, what? Would, like, I, I feel like I would immediately like devote my life to like finding you, like to finding aliens. You know what I mean? Or like convincing the world that there's aliens or something. So, are you like, saying if you were like an assistant to a doctor and just one day you saw like an alien body like ship it and you're just like, or would I not say anything about it but try and learn as much as I? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like the way the actual way to go is to work with the military, but just and just be good, just be a good boy, be secret, don't tell anybody, just be a good boy, and just continue, and you get to keep working on it, type of thing, you know? That'd be fucking crazy. Like, like if Bob Lazar would have just not fucked up and not done his, like he could still, you know what I mean? You could still be working on that. Like all the other people that were working on that project that never said anything, they probably got to stay there for years and years and learn as much as possible. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, I think. I might just like keep it shut, keep my mouth shut, at least until I quit and retired. You know what I mean? But yeah, right. that's just fucking crazy, dude. They got to see actual alien bodies, man. And one was still alive. One was still alive, and they were examining the <sighs> one that was still alive. I wish he could. I wish he told us more about it. All he said was that they just have like an eye, eyes and a mouth and a heart, and that's like, huh. Yeah. That's all they figured out. I mean, no, you, you can like. There's a whole report. Okay. You can go like watching the documentary, okay. uncovering the truth. Okay. Um, and then they interviewed someone else, uh, Poppy Henderson. Poppy. I feel like I, I remember seeing that name. Uh, he came out also to his. So he's dead now, but he came out to his wife. His wife telling the story of him, mm-hmm. um, saying that he flew the craft to Dayton, Ohio. So he actually had the craft. He flew it to Dayton, Ohio. No engine. He says to this day he wants to know how it flew. Um, he flew it himself? No, like or put it, transport, transported the craft. Okay. Transported the craft to, yeah. Uh, yeah. He just like did a little he button. Just hopped little, in. little two-minute button press five minutes later, Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, he just hopped in. <laughs> Cruising Dayton. Why Dayton? Was there like I don't a base know. There that, that- Pro- yeah, it was a military base. They said he, 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 he uh, took it to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are the main focused. If you look at the very credible um, interviewers, so those were the the very credible people mm-hmm. that were in that time. Their doctor title, their titles were named. Um, what they were doing were were like they had a good background. Most of these people are military. There's over two hundred different accounts. Yeah, there's so many accounts. Yes. So, so I wanted to focus accounts. on the ones that were more more yes. the most reliable. Um, I have a few more. Uh, Go ahead. Not necessarily like firsthand, like they saw aliens, but the, but this is like definitely like some some stuff that's pretty juicy. So, 
Um, um, so yeah, apparently there was a public information officer for um, the Roswell base. His name is Lieutenant Walter Hott. Um, he he left a file, all right, in his in his like room or something like that, and it said to be opened after his death. Okay, in the file, um, he claims that that the pictures that the military released uh, oh, yeah. after in the paper that they claimed were pictures from that dude's office, I forget his name, um, was were that when they said it was just a weather balloon, that those pictures were fake. Those were staged. Yeah. They went in the office, they like took materials from a weather balloon, set it up, and then made it look like that's what they were looking at. Um, right. Made it seem like that was the materials, when really that was all bullshit. And he said that that was completely fake. And um, he was, like I said, he was the public information officer for the Roswell uh, Air Base, which is where they, they did all this stuff. Right. So... Yeah, he, he had a file that said to be opened after death, and in the file it claimed that there was basically a cover-up. They, they bullshitted those pictures. No, I heard that too. And yeah. Apparently got it in the morning. The uh, the debris was shipped to him in the morning. Yeah. Um, and they came out in the afternoon in the press conference. If it was just a weather balloon, why wouldn't you just announce it right then and there when you got like, you see at 8 o'clock, you announce, all right, this is a weather, this is obviously one of our Project Milk weather balloons. Let's, yeah. just, let's just get this out of the way. I'll just announce it right now. Yeah, why would right. You wait? Wouldn't all those people, yeah, all yeah. those people would know that this was some sort of weather balloon or something. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, and then also, um, there's uh, Ben, I think it's Gomez or Games, maybe. Ben Games. Yeah, we'll, we'll say Games. But Gomez sounds like a real better name. I don't know. I, I have shitty handwriting. We'll go with uh, so Ben Ben Gomez, who he was uh, he was the pilot for Major General Lawrence Craigie. All right, who was like he was the major general who worked at the Air Force Base uh, where the material and the bodies were first transported to. Mm-hmm. And so Ben Gomez, he's the pilot, so he basically flies this guy around. Like his job is to just fly Major General Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence Craigie around and basically just, you know, he takes him wherever he needs to go because that's, he's a fucking major general, so he's got places to be. So, so that was his job. So basically he says he flew Craigie to Roswell to the crash site. All right, he flew him there. The general looked around. He stayed for a couple hours. Then he flew General Craigie immediately to Washington, D.C. to meet with the president, President Truman. All right, so they went straight from the crash site, did not even stop. They went straight from the crash site to Washington, D.C. to talk to the president. All right. Then, um, obviously, a few months, a few months later, uh, Craigie assumes the position of chief director of research and development for, um, for the military. And he opens up his, his very, the very first project that he works on is called Project Sign. Sign, Which is yeah. the first, the first official investigation by the military into UFOs by the right. Air Force. So that's that's a pretty interesting coincidence, right? He flies the general to the to the crash site. There's there for a couple hours. Flies him immediately to the president right. to talk to him. Like what you know? What else could he be talking about? Like president, we found we crashed a weather balloon in Roswell. <laughs> just wanted to let you know. Just had to fly here and meet with you face to face. Tell you that there was a, a weather balloon crash. Or maybe we're just like. Right. Mr. President, can you believe this UFO shit? Like, I just—it was a weather balloon. Like, yeah, they're just like, like freaking out. They're, like, just going, they're just silly. But and then just happens to gets a brand new position, tre- chief director of research and development. 
So right. it's like, and, I, and I'm, I've heard that, that there's a lot of projects that came out of that where they tried to back engineer a lot of this stuff, like the metal. We don't know. I mean, All maybe Bob Lazar worked on these ships. Who knows? Who knows? And then, oh, jeez. And then, and then it's just interesting that he his very first project that he opens is Project Sign, which is the first official uh, investigation into UFOs by the Air Force. Right. Right? That all just sounds like a big coincidence, right? I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then, um, yeah, yeah, I just, a little, you know, there's just so much. You have anything else about it? Uh, you were going in the descriptions. I, I did leave out one part about these alien uh, okay. descriptions. They had suction cups on their uh, fingertips. So they, like, they had, yeah. like, some suctions to, like, they could stick. Interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. God, dude, I want to see an alien, man. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's crazy, dude. It's it's such a juicy. It's it's almost like it's almost like hard for you to believe the government at this one. Like it's almost there's so many people that have come out, so many military officials, so many people have come out and said like this was a cover up, this was aliens. And they're all collaborating together. Like, yeah, all- that's the thing. All the stories like all the the witness accounts of the bodies are all exactly the same. Four feet, three to four yeah. feet tall, big, big head, head yeah. big eyes. You know what I mean? Man, that's so crazy that one of them was still alive. It, did it speak? I wonder. Like, oh man, I wanna- have, that's all we have. We have the doctor's testimony said, and that he did an autopsy report, and they've tried to find it. Freedom of Information Act release to release it. The government says it doesn't exist. Yeah, they're not releasing that. No chance they're going to release that. Yeah, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the alien, the topsy? Yeah, yeah, we'll get that for you. Yeah, here. sure, sure. We'll just pop that out for you real quick. <laughs> here, go ahead, take a look. No, there's no way they're going to release that. Poor alien, man. Like, could you imagine crashing on, like, yeah, a foreign and then world? He just gets, and he's, like, like alien just, analyzed like, yeah. and, yeah, all experimented on and stuff, man. Like... I'd probably like want to shoot myself before like any other uh, like any other like species. I wouldn't want to get. Ex- I would be like a test dummy. Yeah, you wouldn't want that. But I mean, that's crazy, man. Do you think? I wonder, it, do you think like the people had like a heart? Like they're just like, all right, let's just fucking see what this is made out of. Dude, I wonder if they just like chopped them open, dude. Yeah, I like, they're they're like, like, I wonder like if they like cared, or they're just like, yeah, whatever. Dude, I feel like if I was one of the people doing that autopsy, I would for sure chop them up, take a look, you know. I would, I would open them up, see what. Would you kill them? One of the dead ones, you know. I would like start looking like one of. The, I wouldn't would, kill would you, the one that was alive. Would you experiment on the one that was alive? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Did it die like soon? Like, no one knows, huh? I don't know. Uh, but I also think about like you have to think about all the military people that come out. They're all saying that they saw something. They like not. It's not just one military person coming out saying like claiming all this stuff yeah they're all saying like they saw something yeah why would they all be coming out of they didn't yeah it's hard it, if it was a hoax like if people were just trying to like be pop like be famous or by saying stuff like i feel like there would be very different stories you know what i mean but like all the stories corroborate each other all the stories you know makes like they work together so it's like yeah man it's crazy dude so so the second crash site is where they had like 
Yes. Where so, they found the, the craft and the aliens. Right. So what they expected kind of like bounced off. It was probably like it was a probably going really it was fast, a rainstorm right? that night, right? July second was a rainstorm. Okay. Um so it, I don't know how it affects the alien craft or like what it did to the alien craft, yeah. but they're basically saying that it like ricocheted, like flew for a little bit long, couldn't really fly and just and then crashed, huh? Crashed. And I read that it was about they said it was only like ten to fifteen feet long like it wasn't that big of a spacecraft right right that's what i kept seeing like it was only like 10 to 15 feet long which is crazy the only thing is it's like this that's like smaller than this room the only thing that like i think is a little just i wish like people have scoured the sites trying to find like just like a little shred of anything but i'm sure the military after they finally got there and like quarantined it off and like shut it down i bet you they grabbed like they took everything you know what i mean like i'm sure do but they just were so thorough that they just yeah they knew everything. they had to be yeah i i can totally agree with that so you don't think any there's not one scrap left out there on the desert i doubt it dude i bet you they went and they figured they found everything i bet you they had lots of guys like looking and they they took everything they could you know yeah, that's not hard to believe that people go back and can't find anything right now. I don't think that discredits anything at all. No, it doesn't because if it was a weather balloon, like I, they haven't found like sticks or like. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. I mean, there's some people that even theorize that technology really started going in the '50s, so they're wondering if it maybe off the spacecraft just a little bit that like yeah. technology really started ramping up. Is what it what it seems it seems like in order to. To travel space in order to travel those kind of distances, you'd have to have some sort of like anti-gravity thing, right? Like that just is kind of what, you know? Yeah. Because otherwise it would take you light years. You know, you'd have to find a way to be able to travel faster than the speed of light. Right. And even then, it would take you forever because this shit's so far. Millions and millions and millions of miles. I mean, I definitely, it's probably like some like wormhole thing. Yeah, it's got to be some sort of like space time thing, which is which gravity is like if you have an anti gravity that's distorting space time, so that's that's a way to move very fast. Um, yeah, dude, it's so weird. I think it's just very. It's one of the it, the reason why this one's a smoking gun. It's because you have army officials coming out and saying these aren't like some hobokins with cameras being like. Oh, look what what crashed over there. Yeah, like, oh, I saw it, I saw it. It No, these are, like, military officials that... Who came out after they retired from the military Mm -hmm. saying, like, yeah, that picture wasn't... I feel bad for Colonel Blanchard. Like, you're basically, like, the joke. Like, they're basically saying, like, yeah, you you saw this. Like, you should have known what you saw. No, 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 you dumbass. They made him look stupid that, that, that he couldn't figure out that that was a weather They balloon, reprimanded right? him. They even said in the, in the reporters, like, I'm surprised that our intelligence officer couldn't identify what yeah, this was. Yeah, made him look like an idiot. <laughs> but, you know, he probably should have gone to some higher-up people and talked to them about it before he went and made the statement to the paper, though, right? Right. As, as from the military standpoint, right? So he deserved it. He apparently also afterwards asked if he could see the real report, and the guy said, um, "No, it's t- no, it's top secret. You can't." And he, and he was like, "I outrank you. Let me see the report." 
And he's like, no, you have to talk to Washington about it. Mm. So he got, he got, he got shut out. Huh? Yeah. Pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I, w- oh man, I would want to talk to that Brazel dude, you know, the guy who originally saw the, the, the first crash site, right? The guy who originally went to the paper and then all of a sudden recanted his story. And then all of a sudden got a brand new truck and moved out of the, yeah. moved out of town and started his own business. They're all probably dead by now. It's 2000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause he was probably, he was at least in his thirties or forties at the time. Right. Yeah, so he was and 30, like, I mean, 19, he's he'd be, be like 100 right yeah. now. More than that, even. Yeah. Because 1947, that was about, that's about 70 years from now, right? Yeah. Yeah. 73 or 74 years from now. So even if you were just, yeah, so he's definitely dead by now. <laughs> It'd be cool. Did he say anything on his deathbed? I mean, he, he kind of came out and said it was bullshit later. Yeah. When he spoke to yes. Friedman. Right. right, like when he spoke to Friedman, he was basically like, "It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a weather balloon." I mean, that's why, like these, that's why the stock range in the eighties, because most of the people were still alive in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, could talk about. So it. they were all, and that's kind of around when they were all yeah. talking. Like now, now, now it'll be hearsay. Now, if you like yeah. want to interview people, you're like, "Yeah, my grandmother saw it." Like heard, about yeah, because what the. The report that Friedman did, that was 76, right? 78. 78. Okay. So, so yeah. So, it was right around that time. So, everyone, that's when they made the document. Yeah. Surprised the government allowed them to make a documentary like that. But, you know, what are they going to do? They can't. If they stop it, they could just, the producer could be like, yeah. Yeah, if they stop it, that's even more suspicious. You know what? I, I would like to see, like, a live-action, like, sci-fi Roswell movie. I'm surprised they haven't made Isn't one. Isn't there one? Yeah, that, that one's, one like, on that one's like, not really, that's, like, kind of, like, a... Like a it's just basically like people in the room like talking about like oh when I went back and it's like bits and pieces but it's not really a movie. Oh no, it's not. It's like people just recounting their stories. Oh really? Yeah. But the, but it's like a it's like a movie movie though. It's like an it's not. But it's not like live. They just like recount their stories. It's just people. Re- and it's not like doesn't sound like a free flowing story. Just like other oh, okay, people. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised there isn't a movie about that. There should be. Um. Yeah, I mean, Roswell, it, I, it's totally, it's a crazy incident. Like, I think it's pretty much proof that there's aliens out there and that they've visited Earth. Um, it's just that cover-up was just, wasn't solid enough. There's no way, there's so many different witness accounts, so many different Why would you urge, all, yeah, why would the radio host, why would the radio host urge, like, the governor, the governor called. The saying, FCC, yeah. it was the FCC and a senator, um who called and said that you cannot air that story. Or we'll take your license privilege. Yeah. They were very threatening. Like, none of yeah. these guys are, like, nice. Like, we can maybe do this. Or be like, no. Oh, yeah. Things, they were very threatening. Like, like I said, the, the military basically came through and just threatened all the locals. Like, you cannot, and they ransacked their houses, dude. Like, went, like, literally just went in their houses, threw shit around to find whatever they could because they wanted to find any material that anyone had possibly taken from the site. And they gave out ten thousand dollar rewards. I mean, at that and he time, was allowed to use physical force. He was authorized to use physical force to to keep this from getting out. To keep to to do the inf- to the information blackout was what it was. His job was to to keep an information blackout. Make sure people didn't talk about the craft or, more importantly, the alien bodies. So it's it's crazy, man. It's a crazy story, but. We do have enough time here, I think, for, for uh, you know, maybe a quickie conspiracy, yeah. a little quickie thing. Because, yeah. um, 
One that I've always found kind of interesting, uh, the Yuba County Five. You heard of that? The boys from Yuba City. Yeah, the boys from Yuba. Um, it's a super interesting story. You know, we talked about Dietlov's pass. Um, yeah, and how bizarre that. And how weird and crazy that situation was. And this is kind of like almost like an American version. It's not quite as crazy, but it's still I very think mysterious. I think it's maybe a little more crazy, dude. No, not not quite as crazy, but it's a little more, more, a little more mysterious. Yeah, because I think there's we know even less about this situation than we do about yeah. Diallo's past. So um, interesting situation here. So I think that there's a, we could do like maybe 15, 20 minutes on that <coughs> to add into this uh, episode here. Yeah. Yeah, so this is uh, in Yuba City, uh, which is in California. And, and um, you're going to quarantine yourself 14 days after that cough, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's five kids. Not necessarily kids. They were all. They were between the ages of twenty four and thirty two. Now they're our age, bro. They're yeah, they're, they're they're adults. But um, do you consider yourself so, still a kid, Evan? No. <laughs> but um, it was Gary, um, and Gary was in the army for a while. But he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. That's why he was he was not in the army anymore. He had like psychological mm-hmm. issues. But apparently, he was taking meds, and he was. Uh, seeing a lot of success with those meds and the his condition wasn't really affecting him that much. Um and then there was two Jacks, Jack McDruga and Jack Wyatt something else. I don't remember the other Jack's last name. But there was two Jacks. Um both pretty much everybody involved here, all five of them had learning disabilities, but they were all very high functioning. But they're also According. learning disabilities. So not like not, psychological yeah, they're not problems. like mentally disabled. They just had some learning like disabilities. Dyslexia. They were just one of the moms can, said that they were a little bit slow, mm-hmm. which I feel like that's kind of mean. I don't know, but that's, that's I get I get that someone with like your reaction time might not be like if I say something, you might take a little longer to digest what I'm saying to you than like the average person. Yeah, but they weren't like they weren't completely disabled. Like they could, they were all like. Jack could still drive and, like, all that kind of stuff. So um, there was the two Jacks, Theodore, and then William. All right? So that that was the five. Um, And they were all, like, basketball fans, and they went to go see a basketball game up at um, Cal State in Chico. And so they went to the basketball game, had a good time, uh, left the game on their way home, they stopped at this place called Bears Market, all right. And there's there's them on video of getting a bunch of snacks, and they were there at Bears Market. Just the, the only fa- last logical thing they uh, that was did. the last known, their last pretty much known location. So, um, and then and also to note, they all played for a Special Olympics basketball team, and they had a game the next day. Um, so, um. Like I said, they stopped at the gas station, got a bunch of food, and then no one no ever, ever heard, heard from them, them again. The next didn't day come home. It, yeah, um, their parents were really worried because that is apparently not, not like them at all. They would always come home on time. They would always, um, you know, pretty much be home after they were hanging out together. Um, so the parents called in a missing persons report the next morning, um, and nothing ever. You know that. They never found them, never heard of them. Um, but 
a dude named Joe Shanes, uh, who was driving on the road that night. He was driving through this weird, like, mountainous area that was, like, far to the east of where they were supposedly at. Mm -hmm. Far east from where they were supposed to be going home. And this dude, Joe Shanes, he was driving through the mountains to kind of check out. He wanted to go camping with his family there the next week or something, so he was checking out a spot. And he was driving through, and his car got stuck on the mountain road because this is snow. Like, there was a lot of snow. I don't know if I mentioned that. This was like, apparently there was a big snowstorm happening. This is way up in the mountains where California, where apparently they get snow. I didn't know that. There's great skiing in, in I didn't California. realize California's got snow like that. I guess just up in the mountains because it's so high up. No, if you go, if you go further from the quarter coastline, um, it's a little colder, a little mountainous. There's some great skiing in California. Interesting, man. I didn't even fucking know that shit. I didn't know California got snow like that. There's but also anyway. some great skiing in New Mexico and Roswell. There's some great skiing yeah. there too. Yeah, up in the mountains, though. Yeah. It's got to be in the mountains. That's yeah. why. That makes sense. Okay, so so it was a big snowstorm, uh, and Joe's car gets stuck. And he gets out to try and push his car, and dude starts having a heart attack. Man, bad time to have a heart attack, dude. <laughs> Way out in the middle of nowhere in mountainous roads um, during a snowstorm. Yeah, you don't just have a cell phone, too. Yeah, dude just... starts having a heart attack. Yeah, this was back in the day. I forgot I forgot to mention, what year was this? 76. Was it? I thought it was way before that. No, seventies. All right. Um, we still didn't have cell phones back then. No, they did not. So Joe starts having a heart attack. He starts freaking out. He starts trying to. He, his car is stuck. He can't get it out. So he basically just decides to start walking down the road to try and get to the nearest like person to get to help or something. Yeah, which exactly. They said it was probably like miles and miles away. It sucks. Oh really? So yeah. So he starts walking. And as he's walking, he passes a group of people, and it was five. It was the five dudes, which he believed was these five kids, and then there was also I keep saying kids. These five adults. These five. Yeah. The Yuba five. Um, he passed them, and then he also apparently there was a woman with a a baby with them. All right, yeah, which is which is strange. That's interesting. But apparently, like they were. They were a little bit further away from him, and he was calling for... He was, like, trying to call for help, and they were basically just kind of ignoring him. So, like, something was going on, you know? Why are they ignoring... Why they just ignored him, I guess. Is, uh, they didn't really go more into that. I don't know what that means, because, like, if I was having a heart attack, I would be not allow myself to be ignored. I'd be <laughs> like, yo, I'm having a fucking heart attack. Can someone, like, help me here or figure something out? Or Maybe they'll be like, sure. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, but anyway, and and when he came and reported that story, or no, he was also walking down, and then he kept walking down the road, he walked past them, and apparently he saw, he walked past the car, Jack's car, but the car was empty, that none of them were in it. So he reports this to the police the next day, and so the police go up, and they find the car empty out on this, like, mountainous road, which was way out of the way from where they should have been going, basically, on their route home. Um, This was much, not anywhere near their route home, so there's no reason they should have been here. That's one mystery right there. Yeah. Um, The car was not stuck, all right? So they voluntarily got out of the car. It wasn't stuck. It still had a quarter tank of gas. So it wasn't stalled. It turns, they, when they hotwired it, it, it started immediately. 
So there wasn't anything like the car broke. So down. couldn't they wouldn't have been panicked and like, yeah. There's no well. There's no reason for them to. It wasn't a car issue. Basically, is what that rules out. Um. And that you know that was really all they could. There was really not much for mm-hmm. them to find there. Just there was no evidence. Like they they said that it looked like there was no struggle in the car. Nothing like that. Um. They they found like all their food wrappers and stuff. They were just chilling there. Um, I don't think that they found any like trails, footprints or anything because of the snow. Like it was just constantly snowing that night or something like that. Um, so it's like, damn, there wasn't really anything, no trace, you know, everyone was just gone missing. So it was crazy. Um, they didn't really know what to do. There was nothing, nothing for them to do. Kids were just completely disappeared. Um, so then four months later, uh, a group of motorcyclists was like riding through the mountains and they come across a trailer that's like out in that area. And they said that there was a horrible smell coming from the trailer and they were like, what the fuck? So they like go to check it out and they find Ted's body in the trailer. Ooh. All right. Now his shoes were missing, which is weird. Never found the shoes. Um, but there was still, but there was a bunch of like, there was like valuable stuff there, like like his watch and his wallet and stuff like that were all still there. So it wasn't like he didn't get robbed or anything. Um, turns out, based on like his beard growth, they think that he was alive in the trailer for like, what was it? Eight to thir- between eight and 13 weeks. That's like two to three months. That's a long time. That's yeah. two to three months. Um, Shit. And apparently, like, there was a, a whole, like, locker there that was full of food that they could have all survived on for, like, a year or something like that. It was just a ton of food. They just, he never found it. But he did find a, a bunch of, like, what is it, like, sardines or something, like, cans or whatever that he had eaten. It's kind of weird, man. And then, and he never tried to make a fire. There was also, like, propane tank that was like on the property outside that if he would have just turned that on he could have had heat which is weird and then um yeah which was strange you know and he he, he had lost like a hundred pounds yeah how did you get so to that trailer they, think that they don't know how he got there you know then he was dead he couldn't explain it <laughs> <laughs> apparently he broke in through a window is how he actually got inside but, but i wonder how they found the trailer was he just like looking for something they did he know were they ordered to go there? Did they, like... I mean, the real question is, why the fuck were they even there? Why did they leave the car? You know what I mean? Like, like this, it's so strange. But let me, let me continue here, because after finding that, they started searching around that area and started searching more, and they ended up finding Jack and William. Uh, I think it was, like, a couple miles away from the, from the trailer... They found Jack and William's bodies. Now, Jack was kind of, like, partially eaten uh, by animals, and William was, like, almost completely eaten by animals. Like, his body was found, like, scattered along, like, a 50-foot area, basically. And um, and then later they started looking around the area more, and then about another, like, three or 400 yards, I think, from that area... 
the other Jack, Jack Madruger, they found his skull and his backbone. Damn. Rough. Um, so that's four out of the five. The last one was Gary, and Gary was never found. No, no remains or anything was ever found of, of Gary's. Except the tennis shoes. Except, yeah, they found the shoes and a flashlight. Strange. So that's the story, man. It's weird. Like, you know, no one knows. There's so many questions. Just so many questions. Like, why were why? they even driving down that road? It was not on their way home. It had no, and it was like a good, like, I think they said they were a good, like, 10 miles off of, like, their path. They had obviously, like, decided they were going that so way. Weird. So, like. So maybe they did stock up on snacks knowing they were going to go for, like, a trip. <sighs> Yeah, man, it's but 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 why? They had the basketball game the next day. Like they were all coming. Ba- they were just coming home from a basketball game. They weren't like. Well, I think also why would you just counts, decide? Uh, the old guy was having a heart attack. Said there's also a pickup truck and the lights didn't. Yeah, that's right. He did say he saw a pickup truck as well, as he was walking. So nobody stopped to help him, and he just accepted that. I can't believe that. <laughs> right. Again, if I'm having a heart attack, like. And I came by a truck or a car or something like. Dude, I'm gonna make sure. I don't that even I get know what a heart me. attack would like. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I don't think a heart attack is as crazy as people make it out to be. I think it's just when your heart starts like having trouble pumping blood. Oh, okay. But for the most part, it's gonna be a lot. It's painful, and you go to the hospital, and it like there's different degrees of heart attacks where like you can just be fine. Obviously, this guy survived. He had a, you know, he walked really right. fucking far. I think they said he walked like eight miles to get to help. Damn. While having a heart attack. Yeah. Anyway, That's why true. were they going down the goddamn? Why way? are they ignoring? Why are they, out why there? Why are they, they out ignoring the him? So, one of the theories that immediately comes to mind is they were being followed, or something had something against them, and so, yeah, they were following. They tried to get rid of him, and they just like at the end. They caught our condo snowbank and just bailed. They just bailed. But what would be like that? Like, I don't understand, like... I don't know. Maybe somebody's a problem with you. You don't know? Like, if you... I would bail, like, if these someone These were tried- all, like... Apparently, these were all kind of, like, homebody kids. Everybody, you know what I mean? Like, they probably... They didn't know a bunch of people from what they were saying. Like, they kind of just kept to themselves. They were a close group of friends type of thing. So why would they have beef with anybody? You know? Which is know. weird. And then... But- one another theory I've heard is that like the the woman with the baby that the that the guy saw as he, when he was walking by and he saw them walking that could have been some sort of con where like they were trying to get them to like help them and then end up like robbing them or something like that like that that's a theory where like there's a con going where they, there's like a that's- woman and a child and she says like oh my god I need help help me type of thing like let me, can you drive me home or something like that? And then they went to go drive her home and then they get robbed. And then maybe like they like ditch the car. That's actually like, probably the most plausible Ditch the car and stuff like that. But obviously something happened and they got away, I guess, or tried to run away and then they get lost in the woods is what, what the one theory is. But, but there's no one, no, the only evidence of the, the lady with the, with the baby is Joe. When it, yeah, yeah, Joe, who saw that her when he well, he was having a heart attack. <laughs> so you don't necessarily know, but like I said, degree, it, there's it, it seemed like it was obviously a mild heart attack. So I don't think I 
I think I'd believe him on that. I don't think he'd have any reason to be. The thing that's odd is why are they just all ignoring him? Yeah, that's, exactly. That's that little, that kind of leads to too. maybe they were they were like something was going on, and they you know what I mean. A ro- someone if you're in the middle of a con robbing someone, you're not going to like help somebody else out with the heart attack. I know. So but maybe like, they were just like, but like they're the five. Why weren't the why weren't the guy saying anything? If it was it was a, it was a if it was a robbery. What guy? Because if it was part of a, if they were getting if it was a con, right? Mm-hmm. And he was walking by saying, help, 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 help. Why wouldn't the people like that are getting conned say something? I don't know. Maybe they they had a... I guess they can't really help maybe him because he the needs your are, help and you need yeah, help. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Two people that need help not going to be able to help each other. But, but like, what about... Probably, like, the, the people that are running the con, they probably have guns or something. They were like... Don't just ignore this guy. You know what I mean? Like they'd be like, just shut the fuck up. Don't talk to this guy. Just ignore him. You know. Mm-hmm. So they did because, and then True. tried to run away, and got lost and shit. The tragic part is, the one kid that was in, <laughs> the one dude that was in the trailer that apparently was there for eight to thirteen, two to three months. In this trailer out in the middle of nowhere. Why wouldn't you have tried? Why wouldn't you have at least checked for food? Like, apparently there was a locker full of food right there. Why wouldn't you have at least tried to walk back to Within the car? Within two to three months, yeah, you didn't, you didn't, you just stayed there. I don't know, man. Maybe there was food. Maybe, like, he was afraid of, like, He had some food. No, maybe there was fear of that, like. Oh, fear. Of fire or, like, making too much disturbance. Yeah, they that. were saying they didn't try and make a fire or anything at all, and that is weird. And maybe, like, they were running from something or, like, mm-hmm. trying to hide from something. So, fire, you know, like, that's the only reason they wouldn't make a fire. Right. Like, I can see that a con going wrong and they just run into the woods. You find this abandoned trailer and you just try to hide. But I feel like after... But after months, Dude, dude I feel like after a couple days, you'd yeah, be like, okay, be you're like, good. Okay, let's figure this out. Let's get... You know what I mean? Like, I would maybe, like, keep quiet for two to three days. But after that, like, I'd, I'd be like, all right, let's figure yeah, out what I'd After that, I'd fuck. be like, all right, I, I think that the, 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 the coast yeah. is clear. I could probably try and get out of here now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. It's it's a weird situation. It's crazy. Strange. But, but like, I think those are, like, this. Either like they had to like they had to like bail and just run out. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they just wanted to like fucking live out on a cab. Maybe they're just like you know just live in this cab for a little bit. I don't know, man. I don't know if I buy that. I don't. I don't buy that at all because they had the basketball game the next day, and the their everyone who knew them was like they were all about this basketball game. They were super excited. They wouldn't miss it. Do you think they found the cabin by accident, or do you think? I mean, only one of them found the cabin, right? Well, how do we know the others weren't there before? Like before? I don't think there's any evidence of anyone else being there. Oh, it was just him and the other guy's tennis shoes, so he could have been there. The guy that they couldn't find. Maybe. I mean, they may have all been there at one point. No, they, they don't really know that. Weird, man. It's a weird situation. Weird situation. It is pretty similar to the Outlaws Pass, you know? Yeah. Except the motives here, you just have no idea. Yeah. With the Outlaws Pass, it's like, okay, it was definitely a Yeti. With this, it's like... <laughs> 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 
I mean, has someone brought up the Yeti theory yet on this one? Maybe Yeti came out at the car and they just like all just... Dude, that's probably what it was. It It would make so much sense. Bigfoot. Dude, it was Bigfoot. We just solved it. Yeah. Yeah, we should call them up. (laughs) Like, listen, guys, we got... We figured it out. It was Bigfoot. Here's the evidence. It would make a big scary noise. Here's the evidence. No one said it wasn't Bigfoot. <laughs> so I mean, that's pretty much. Evidence I mean, all right, right let's go. Let's what it might have been UFOs then. They like have, <laughs> people think they've seen Bigfoot, so then there it is. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy one. You know, again, I wish we could. We'll know, but we'll probably never know. But um, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's I think that's good for uh, this episode. I think you know the like Roswell thing is just super crazy. Like it just yeah, so many corroborated stories, so much high level uh, military guys just talking about it's very this happened. Yeah. You know, it's 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 hard to deny. It's hard to just say it was a cover up at this point. It's like it's basically the holy grail of like alien. Conspiracy theories. I mean, it has the most. I think it has the most evidence because, like, you're talking for about sure. military officials yeah. knowing all this stuff. Yeah. So that's really interesting, and I, you know, I, oh, I wish we could figure out more about that. Maybe one day we will. A lot of people think that JFK was getting was gonna say something about that. Really? That's what. Yeah. Some people think that like he at some point was was gonna say something or. I, I remember Bill Clinton one of one of first one of his first questions in the. Uh, Oval Office when he became president was, did we uh, recover alien bodies at Roswell? And he had a team look, answer it, though, look right? into it. He had a team look into it, and they couldn't figure out much out. A lot of the stuff they were not able to access, which means, like, who's able to access it wow. if the president of the United States can't access it? Wow. It's crazy. It's a crazy conspiracy. But, well, yeah, so... So next time, um, what should our next topic topic be? I wonder. We'll see. We'll figure it out. But if we both don't have cabin fever yet, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, this is like day three for me of like quarantine, not going to work anymore. It fucking sucks. Shit's crazy. <laughs> day, dude. Day three, what? dude, and I, we've got another possible three to four weeks of this. So buckle up. I read somewhere June tenth. So. Oh my god. No sports, man. No nothing. Um, but all right, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to uh, another episode of Mystery Bros. We're going to be bringing this to you very soon. All right. Um, we're going to be dropping it real soon. And, you know, maybe something for you to do in this quarantine. <laughs> if you don't want to jump out a window yet, you can listen to some Mystery Bros. Listen to some conspiracies <laughs> and dig deep and figure some shit out. Yeah. Um, so Let yeah. us know in the comment section below. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Just uh, thank you guys for listening and peace uh, out. Peace. Mystery brothers. Mystery brothers. Mystery brothers. Mystery brothers. Mystery brothers. Mystery brothers. Mystery brothers.